R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio Reemployability. Thanks and welcome to REA Audio. My name is Todd Loomis, and in this episode, we are super excited to have with us Jeff Stregge. Jeff is the Senior Director of Risk Management at Academy Sports and Outdoors. And, and Jeff, you were with us on a webinar that we did last year, and the response was so great, I had to reach out and see if you'd join us for a couple episodes of REA Audio to talk about some of the things that, that you found uh, throughout this whole COVID experience and in your experience in making risk managers better on your team. So Jeff, thanks for joining us this week. Oh, my pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. So Jeff, um, if you don't mind, give us a little bit about your background. Now you are, as I mentioned, the director of risk management for Academy Sports and, and Outdoors. Um, you were recently the senior director of risk management for Cisco. So different types of companies, but tell us a little bit about your background and how did you get to the level that you're at? Oh, I'd be happy to. I've been in this industry for many, many years, and I started as a claims adjuster locally here in Houston for an insurance carrier that no longer exists. Okay. And um, made the transition from frontline insurance adjusting to corporate claims consulting back in the early 1990s when I joined Cisco for the first time. And while I was at Cisco, I was afforded the opportunity to learn a lot about the risk management process. And by the time I left there in 2000, I had been promoted to risk manager. So I've held various risk management functions throughout my career uh, with Cisco, with a temp staffing organization, with Chuck E. Cheese's, <laughs> with Advanced Auto Parts, and now with Academy. And it's been a, an incredibly rewarding career and I thoroughly enjoy what I do. I cannot imagine what kind of risk you find at Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. is a great company. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll say that there were some things that surprised me. I can imagine. I'll also say that that's one of my favorite stops along the way. Yeah. I always took great pride in, in being a part of making memories for young children. Oh, that's amazing. I know my daughter loves going there. And, and I, I uh, as a dad of three, I I'm to the point where I'm cringing now when she says that. Nothing against Chuck E. Cheese. It's just, uh, yeah. uh, but it is. It's a lot of fun. They enjoy it. And that, that, that's awesome. So how did you originally get into risk? Like we talk to people all over the country and I always find it kind of funny. N nobody tells me, well, I grew up and I wanted to be a director of risk management. And here I am. Yeah, Todd, I'd be another one of those. Of course, back when I went to college, there really were very few, if any, degree plans in insurance and risk management at the time. I actually went to school to go into the ministry. And so I've got a liberal arts general studies degree okay. from Concordia University in Austin. And then when I was with Advanced Auto Parts in 2005, I went and got my MBA through Averett University out of Danville, Virginia. Mm -hmm. But um, I got into this industry like many when I graduated from college and didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. All right. My brother-in-law happened to be a claim adjuster with Employers Insurance of Texas, which is where I started. And he said, we need adjuster trainees. Why don't you join us? And so I did. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I have enjoyed progressive experience in this industry, moving from claims uh, into corporate risk management. I worked as a broker for a little while, 
but corporate risk is really uh, what I enjoy the most. And, and um, again, it's just experience over time and networking and uh, hopefully delivering good results yeah. that have helped me get to where I am today. Well, we wanted to create this podcast as a, as a tool, just another tool for risk managers and adjusters and people within the workers' comp industry, and, and quite honestly, even outside the industry, um, to help better what they do while they're at work and better themselves as people as a whole. And so what we wanted to talk about today a little bit was how risk managers and people within the industry can be better at what they do. I saw, I saw a story in riskandinsurance.com uh, several months ago. It was called, It's Time for Risk Managers to Take Charge. C-suite execs say these three traits make a strong leader. And, you know, leadership, a lot of times uh, people think that, you know, if I don't, if I'm not leading a team, I'm not a leader, but that's not the case. And these traits that they listed, I think are, are great traits for anybody in, in a role that wants to be better at what they do at work and at home. And, and I'm going to go over the list with you. And, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how in your role, you and your teams have used these things to better what you're doing and what they're doing, especially coming out of, and I hope to say, coming out of COVID. Uh, it seems like every time we get right to the edge, we're out of it, uh, something happens again. So a lot of adjustments needing to be made. And, and, and the, first, the first trait that the article listed was drives positive change amid challenges. And you and I and everybody listening right now knows that we have had quite a few challenges in the past 18 months. So tell us, Jeff, a little bit about how you and your team have driven positive change amid the challenges that we've certainly all seen in these past 18 months. Through COVID, of course, first and foremost on our mind are the safety of our team members and our customers, right? We're a big box retailer, so we've got customers coming into the store. Academy, because of the types of merchandise we sell, was deemed an essential employer very on in the um, COVID outbreak. And so we had team members working in our stores pretty much from day one of COVID. And we also had, of course, our team members working in our distribution centers to replenish the stores. So we had team members reporting to work pretty much through the entire, entire process. And so from our standpoint, I have a very, very strong safety team here at Academy that was heavily involved in the COVID strategy from day one providing safety expertise, uh, providing insight from outside resources, such as experts with our insurance brokers and others. They worked in very close partnership with our legal department, which is what we report into. And um, the senior risk manager who's, who's still here, she reports to me. Uh, they worked in very, very close concert with that team to make sure that as the company worked to pivot the business, for example, to offer curbside pickup for online ordering and things of that sort, mm -hmm. that we were doing it in a manner to protect our team members and customers as best we could mm -hmm. from exposure and or transmission of the, of the virus. Mm -hmm. So here at Academy and even at Cisco, when I was there and at the outset of uh, COVID, the risk team had a seat at the table and, and added value in, in that way, focusing primarily on safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting you say about having a seat at the table because, uh, you know, with what we do here at Reemployability, we uh, obviously place injured workers in nonprofits for their uh, transitional duties. 
when we are talking with clients to get them interested in what it is that we do, we find that a lot of risk managers lean in. They like the idea. They think it's a great idea, but there's that hesitancy. There's that, there's that, I, I almost want to say fear sometimes that they're going to rock the boat of what normally is going on at, at a, at a company. Right. And, and when a, when a CEO or, or C-level folks are sitting down and looking at the overall, um, you know, the overall progress or the overall maintenance or growth of a company, I think that sometimes risk is looked at as, I don't want to say the naysayers, but, but they're the only ones that are like, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, they, I think sometimes they're seen as the, the group that costs money rather than the group that can bring um, that, that can save money in the long run. So how do you as a director and how do you influence your folks to be able to drive that change in possibly atmospheres where um, maybe the C-level folks are looking at sales and marketing and not so much at risk? Oh, that's a great question. And I think that's a very, very common scenario. I, a, a mentor taught me many years ago that... Um, Sometimes in order to be heard, you just have to present yourself and don't wait to be asked. And, and what he was talking about was sharing good results that we've been able to deliver in the various areas that we're working on. So in that context, for example, we had done a lot of work on our safety strategy. We had driven frequency down and we were able to show uh, claim cost avoidance by preventing incidents in the first place. And so at his advice, I just put together a little PowerPoint deck, asked for 15 minutes of the CFO's time, and I sat down and walked him through it. And he was like, holy cow. <laughs> he said, I had no idea. Yeah. And so you're right. Sometimes risk management is perceived as the department of no. Mm -hmm. I tell my team all the time, we are not the department of no. Sometimes you have to say no, but it's not no, it's no but or no however. And, and offering a solution rather than just no permission or no no blessing, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And I found over the years that sharing the good news and demonstrating and, and showing what we've achieved as a team and operating as a partner in the business, not just the buyer of insurance or not just the manager of claims or not just the producer of safety manuals, but really a partner in the business, helping helping operators understand how, for example, a safety culture in their store or in their distribution center actually helps them be more successful. Mm -hmm. And so we don't necessarily we don't necessarily trumpet numbers and claims cost this and we have this many injuries. But if you have a safe workforce and a safe environment, this is the impact on your customers experience this is the impact on your team members experience and i have found that it's much easier to achieve buy-in with with that approach but yeah no it's always no but or no however uh, i've learned that over the years jeff you sound like a sales guy <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot you know, more sales in it than what uh, you would think right you know salesmanship i think is a big part of of what we do in risk management whether mm -hmm. it's presenting our risk to underwriters and and not just convincing underwriters to offer a quote, but to offer a competitive quote, because we are great at what we do and we're the best, but also salesmanship in terms of, you know, when you face those barriers that you mentioned in your question, leaders who believe that there's only one way to do something and I've done it this way forever and by golly, we're not gonna change it. 
being able to offer compelling evidence and compelling metrics and compelling data to perhaps persuade them otherwise. That's great, Jeff. So um, we're out of time, believe it or not, uh, for this episode. And I'm hoping, uh, well, you already agreed, so you're on the hook for it. You're coming back next week. We're going to talk about the other two traits that were in that article. Um, The second trait is fosters human connection and empowers the team. And the third trait is always finds the silver lining. I can't wait to hear your take on those two traits and, and see how those things have been implemented with you at Academy Sports and Outdoors. So Jeff, thanks so much for your time uh, this week. And we'll talk to you again super super soon you're welcome and i look forward to it thanks for hanging out with us this week on rea audio and guess who walked in the door it's lisa from our account management department well from our sales department she's an account manager you may even know her lisa do you want to read that stuff that i normally have to read sure absolutely todd so if you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode let us know email todd at reemployability.com Also, please follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely perfect, Lisa. Thank you so much. Please listen next week as we finish up with Jeff and learn more about how to be relevant at your company and get a seat at the table. I'm going to go get a seat at the table. Have an awesome week.